Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cigar Store Idiots. I'm Rob. Tonight, I got with me Tyler. How's it going, everybody? Andrew's in the house. Hello. Glad and, to be back. Yeah, it's good to have y'all back. Um, hope everybody got a chance to take a listen to the 27 Club uh, that we did last week. Uh, it's uh, pretty interesting. Got some good feedback on it. I got some good feedback on that. Yeah. People enjoyed it. Was, it. It was a good time. It's a little sad topic, but it was... Uh, Not it was, a really upbeat upbeat talk, but... Uh, but it was interesting, know, nonetheless. Yeah. So You... Uh, you Said something about doing a uh, Johnny Cash one, and I got somebody saying he's got to do that Johnny Cash one. No doubt, man. I'm telling you, the Johnny Cash. I could I could talk days about Johnny Cash. So, right. Yeah, but already did that last week. Also, to our podcast, that kind of turned into a drinking game. So if you hear me say "Yeah," take a shot because apparently <laughs> I, I've been told I say "Yeah" a lot. Or yeah. me, I yeah. say "That's right, that's right, that's or, right." Yeah, and there's another one, but we'll, y'all can go ahead and get one in for my ums. Yeah, there's some ums. So uh, you should be drunk the first three minutes in on this thing. So which makes it all better. Yeah. <laughs> You will really enjoy it drunk. So. Um, interesting. It's kind of cool. We just started. We're a month into this uh, podcast world, and uh, we've already got listeners. So I want to say hey to our folks in Ireland, Mexico, Sweden, Germany, Singapore, Brazil, and uh, Greece. So what about that? It's, All it's pretty cool, man. I'm kind of excited about it. So, uh, so we're getting we're getting there. We're taking over, uh, taking over. Uh, is global worldwide? That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All no, right. Prestige worldwide. Uh, prestige worldwide. The Step Brothers. That's yeah. right. We're, we're the Step Brothers to the Step Brothers. So, um, so everybody's got kids uh, except for Tyler. Uh, at least that we know. We don't know that, he has <laughs> that kids, we know of. that we know of. Um, so everybody's kids touches stuff, messes with stuff, always into stuff. So we went to Halloween City or Party City. Yeah, buying Halloween decorations for Halloween party, and we got two girls, seven and six, and they're fooling with everything, touching everything, and. This is really creepy doll. She's kind of sitting there, real creepy looking, and they kept messing with her. And I was like, don't touch that doll. And they look at me. And I was like, don't touch it. Seriously. Of course they're going to go touch it. They're still touching it. And I was like, don't you see this sign? It says, don't touch the doll. Okay. And uh, I was like, if you keep touching the doll, the doll's going to follow us home. So they're like, ah, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, so Tearaway Tina is the name of the doll. They went to another store beside it, and I bought the doll, and I brought it home. And uh, I made but, sure that they were in another room. But they didn't know you bought it all. They didn't know. No. They didn't know anything about Tearaway Tina. So we've got Tearaway Tina sitting on the mantle at the house, and they come in. <laughs> totally, it scares the total shit out of these two kids. They're terrified, like like hyperventilating, scared to death. And uh, and I kept telling them, I was like, "That's what happens when you do things and, and you don't listen. Right. You know, you keep messing with stuff." I said, "Now this doll's followed us home, and I don't know how to get rid of it. It's here." <laughs> and uh, so our thing is, and, and of course, you know, mom's mom's involved too. So I'm not the I'm not a total mean person, uh, the only mean person in the house. Hey, do what you got to do. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna treat this like Elf on the Shelf. We're That's moving right. Tearaway <laughs> Tina all around the house. Uh, she moved to the coffee bar this morning. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody saw her move yet. And when everybody's not afraid of Tearaway Tina anymore. I'll be sure to put some batteries the in her. The batteries are going in. Because she has a sensor, like a, a motion sensor on her. And oh I don't I don't know God. what she does. I mean, and I'm telling you, if you oh, go. You really don't know. Why have you not um, checked and see what it does? If you go to our Instagram, uh, Cigar Store Idiots 01, take a look at Tearaway Tina. Or uh, the kids have named her Sarah. So we'll see how that goes. Um, also, uh, with a little care package that we got uh, from uh, Ray's Energy. Uh, rep sports we're going to go ahead and sample two more drinks tonight tyler what do we got down there all right tonight we got um sour gummy worm yummy and 
We got Baja Lime All to right. wash that down with. To wash that down with. And we're still looking for a vodka rep to get with us so we can actually make this a little bit okay. more enjoyable. Yeah. You want to take that Not one? Not saying that... Uh, Tito's that, sponsorship would be unbelievable. Yeah, right? we would love to have some <laughs> Tito's vodka to put in this. All right, sour gummy. Andrew, got your cup there. All right. Well, it's just like an old Sprite 7-Up commercial back in the day. Ha, ha, ha. Never ha, ha. heard it, never will. Here, let me see that one. All right, Tyler. This, this, is, sour, all. this is the sour gummy berry. Sour gummy. And remember, we do four stars here because I don't like odd numbers. So if it's four stars, it's good. Five stars, we, don't, we just don't do odd numbers. All right. Here, I'm going to change you with that one. So this is the lime one. That, that is the Baja yeah. lime. Okay. All right, sour gummy, I'm going first here. Everybody, good? Okay. That's a nice it's pretty. It tastes like gummy worms. It tastes like gummy worms. It does. It tastes like a sour gummy worm. It's gonna be a three, a solid three for me, boys. Yeah, three. It's like three. It's, it's like the green and the orange sour gummy it does, worm. It does taste yeah. like a gummy worm. Yeah, maybe a sour patch kid. Maybe definitely need some vodka with it. Yeah, I don't really drink. Just making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. And then we're gonna go to Baja Lime. All, All right. right. All right. Clean the palate with a dirty shoe. Okay. It's citrusy. Citrusy. I like the lime better. I like the yeah, lime better. I'm going to go with lime today. I could drink the lime. I like on a regular. It's a solid four, I think. Solid right. four? That's a rookie score. I'm four going out with, of four. I'm going with a 3.2 on that one. Oh 3.2. All right. All right. But so far, Voodoo's been my favorite. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Apollo. 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 Apollo was good. Jam yep. up. Bomb pops. Tastes just like a bomb pop. That's right. All it's right. good. I like so, the lime. Yeah, like it's lime. not bad. Like it's not bad. It is pretty like good. I like the lime. All right, so not really guessing for flavors today, though. It' uh-uh. pretty clear yeah, on what it's, it was. It's, it's, it's very clear. It tastes like a gummy bear or worm or sour patch kid, or the Baja lime tastes like lime. It's citrusy, so tastes like lime. Tino's, we need you. Somebody <laughs> out there. Somebody knows somebody that sells vodka. Just wants to give us some. Okay. Hey, Without this. further ado, we want to introduce tonight's uh, guest. Been waiting to get her on. Uh, super busy schedule, and I'm glad you was able to squeeze us in. Uh, Lacey Landrum, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Hello, Miss Lacey. Hello. Lacey uh, was... Uh, That's Miss Landrum It's Miss Landrum to Tyler because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was Tyler's teacher she, in eighth grade. In the eighth grade. Thank the God. The good old days. Thank when God. he was a sweet little boy. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know, and before he had a facial hair. Yeah. <laughs> He looks like dude off the Big Lebowski now, so I always give him a hard time about it. So he's like, "Who's that?" And I showed him. He's like, uh, "Not that, really." It looks nothing like me. Yes, it does. He's full of crap. So, Lacey, um, the reason we got you in here, of course, we want to talk to you um, because we like you. But uh, October's Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, and we thought this was a it's an opportune time for you to come in and sit with us and tell us your story. Uh, it's an amazing story. Uh, it's, it's a lot of things in there that I had no idea uh, about. And I know a lot of people kind of lean on you, have lots of questions for you, which I know could probably be exhausting, but it's 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 so beneficial to a lot of people. It can be. After a cancer diagnosis, it's kind of like when you have a baby. It's not about you anymore. It's right. about, you know, whatever yeah. else they want to have questions about, which is totally fine yeah. because the more that we can educate women um, and – get women to go and get their yearly checks and do what they need to do, the better chance we have at saving lives. And at the end, that's the goal for everybody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So 
Lacey from Cedartown, Georgia. Cedartown, Georgia. She's a Cedartown Bulldog. Yeah. Cedar Vegas. Cedar Vegas. Yeah, Cedar so, Vegas. But I teach at Pepper. So she's a dragon. Now. So yeah. you're in a room full of dragons. Yeah. Tyler yeah. kind of defected and went to model his senior, right. junior, senior yeah. year. But, junior year, yeah. Yeah. But uh, so softball coach. Softball coach. Got things going coach, on. Track coach. Uh, basketball coach at one point in time. That wasn't my best. Softball's your thing, thing, though. Softball was my thing. I did. I played softball through high school, college. Um, I played overseas in Holland. Um, really? Coached a team, yeah. When I was in Holland, I had the opportunity to coach a younger team, and we played in Italy. Um, so I got to go do that. Awesome. Not one girl on my team except for my friend's daughter, uh, sister spoke English. So trying to teach a team full of 12-year-old girls what I wanted them to do without speaking their language was... Man, that's tough. That we could tough. do a whole podcast just on the softball team. Yeah, we could. Yeah, it was really I mean, cool. that's fantastic. Yeah. I want to go down really I want to go down that road, but we got to stay on this road. Yeah. I know. The friends listening in Germany, if you want me to come back over there, I mean, I'm available. <laughs> I mean, it is I, October. I can, I can come over. It's so a, it's a prime time to be just there. Just let me know. <laughs> right. Maybe Imagine. we can get Raz to fit the bill. Yeah. Send you back to Germany for a while. <laughs> yeah. Imagine yeah. there was a lot of smiling and head shaking. There was. On that, a on lot of field. sign language. Yeah. Um, not correct. Yeah. But a lot of sign language and um, lots of smiles. How does that even, <laughs> but how does that even happen? So when I was in college, my catcher, I was a pitcher, my catcher was from Rotterdam, Netherlands, which is Holland. Okay. And she and I just became best friends, and she basically became part of our family. Um, whenever I would come home from college, um, Denise would come with me. So if it was a you know Thanksgiving break, fall break, Whatever, Denise pretty much came home because plane tickets to the Netherlands are eighteen hundred, you know, twenty four hundred dollars. So she would wait and go home for Christmas break and summer break. Other than that, she pretty much came to Cedartown. So when she was a year ahead of me, so the year that she graduated, her parents offered to buy me a plane ticket to come visit them and see their side of the world after everything my family had done for her. So, of course, I was like, absolutely. absolutely. Well, in Holland, they still do club-like, like rec league sports, but for adults. So the team Denise's whole family played for um, found out I was a pitcher, so they asked me to pitch for them. So when I was over there, I got to pitch. Well, rocked on. I came back. It was a great Padding time. Do what? Out there padding your stats. Yeah, padding my stats. You know, I got to hit over there in America. Right. They never let pitchers hit, but yeah, they right. did over the, in, in Europe. Um, got over there, played, had a great time. Well, the coach reached out to me the next year to ask if I would like to come back and be their pitcher again. So the next summer, the team paid for me oh, yeah. to come back over. And, um, got a bicycle, got a cool jacket, got a Metro card. I mean, I was like professional yeah it's great um but i got to travel around with denise's family denise's younger sister played on a team that she helped coach so that's kind of how i got in with doing that um met some really really cool people that i'm still in touch with um thank god for social media because we can you know keep up with each other and everything and um still talk to denise probably weekly um or so and her family and 
I call them my, my Dutch mom and dad and sisters and she has That's a fantastic. brother. And uh, it was just great. It was a cool experience. Absolutely. One that I'm very thankful for. Did you ever, did you have the coaching style that I had? Tyler says that uh, it's when I give the death glare and talk through my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> well, over there, they didn't know what I was saying. So yeah. I just smile yeah. and nod. Yeah. You know, and I could have been mad. They didn't know. <laughs> and now, and now I still carry that uh, same uh, death glare and clench through my teeth, but it's not taken too serious anymore. <laughs> well, over <laughs> there, like, too. So the the kids there in school, they learn British English, which is totally different than what we speak in America and especially different from what we speak in the South. So even Denise's sister, who was 11 at the time that I came, um, was very hesitant to talk to me because she knew her English wasn't what I was used to. So she would say, you know, trousers or whatever, and I'll be like, what, you know? (laughs) And so one day, um, Denise's dad came home for lunch, and their school system is totally different than it is here. She was more like on a college schedule, so she would go in for certain classes, get to come home. Some days she would go in late, get off early. She always got to have to come lunch at home. And um, she came in, and me and her were sitting on the couch, and Britt and I were talking, and she was like, what do you call a paraplue? And I was like... Um, <laughs> like a pineapple, you know. She was like, yeah, "No, yeah. a paraplue," and I was like, "A parachute," you know. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. Well, her dad walked in at the same time, and um, Renee, he is fluent in multiple languages, and and he's he's a very very smart man. Thank God. And he, he came in and he said, "She means umbrella." Oh, oh. <laughs> so yeah, I, that was their word for umbrella. Yeah. And the other one was um, ananas. Did I want any ananas? And I was like don't think so yeah. no, not something i think i'm gonna try and she was like are you sure like it's fresh on and off so i was like nope no not, don't think that's my thing it was pineapple oh, oh yeah, pineapple. okay yeah so it was really cool <laughs> yeah. to me just those few little things we went shopping at the grocery store and there you know they typically go to the grocery store daily for whatever they need because their fridges and stuff and freezers aren't like ours here and they're very small everything's super fresh and i was like do we need a buggy and they were like what What?" (laughs) i was like you know like a buggy and they were like a shopping cart i was like yeah you know one one of those those. (laughs) we get a buggy if you go go to the midwest and i worked on on the road again you know up in the midwest and uh if you if you said buggy they looked at you like you were from outer space i mean like you mean a cart yeah like no man i mean a buggy buggy but it was a really cool experience we rode our bicycles everywhere um that we went the first night that i ever went out you know we went out with a group of denise's friends and there was another american girl there um pitching for a different team and she and i kind of made friends because you know everybody else is speaking dutch so she and i kind of hit it off and um we were on the way back and she had drank entirely too much (laughs) and in holland there's canals everywhere well there's also the tram tracks where your bicycle tire width is the same width as the tram track and she got stuck fell off and rolled down into this canal canal at 3 a.m and everybody's laughing you know and i'm like please god don't let me be the next american for them to laugh at and i remember calling my mom the next day and saying you do not have to worry about me getting just 
drunk over here because yeah. I'm too worried about the drive home. Yeah. Not even <laughs> no, the drive home, yeah. the ride home. Yeah. <laughs> the bicycle. Because you, you ride your bicycle everywhere. You're going to get hit by a train yeah. or drown. Yes, so you're going to you either go oh, in the dam or you're going to get hit by the tram. We're not even or, worried about a DUI. Yeah, no. <laughs> We're about imminent no. death. Yes, I'm just worried about getting to and from. <laughs> and not only that, it was like a 45-minute bicycle ride. So oh <laughs> it wasn't that, like it was just around the corner. That's treacherous. So, yeah. So you were sobered up by the time you get back home. By the time you get home, minutes. you're good to go. You know, you're right. ready for round two. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it was fun. It was definitely a good experience. That's and I'm awesome. very thankful for it. And if anybody ever has that opportunity, they should take it up and just see how people live in other parts of our world. Yeah. Cleaner. So what got you into teaching? What got me into teaching? I wanted to coach. Okay. That makes sense. I wanted to coach and... Um, that was the easiest way I could do it and mm-hmm. get paid for it. Yeah. So I started out, te- well, I started out actually as a parapro because there wasn't any teaching jobs available. And I coached softball, basketball, and track at Washington Wilkes Middle School over in Wilkes County by Athens. Okay. Yep. Um, and then my dad passed away in 2014 and my grandfather passed away in February of 2015. So I um, decided to move back home and was fortunate enough to get an interview with Becky McCoy at Pepperell Middle School, and she hired me. And from there, I coached softball and track, softball at the high school, and then track at the middle school um, for Pepperell. So with you being a, the softball coach at Pepperell, um, how did you, I mean, playing international ball, playing in college, and you're coaching high school softball high school girl so of course your 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 coaching style is 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 geared towards older you know an older group of people how how did that go how's the transition to remind there? myself sometimes that they are 14 15 16 <laughs> year old girls and i was once a 14 15 16 year old girl yeah um but i was um very honest with my girls and i feel like i built a good relationship with them i mostly worked with our pitchers mm-hmm um coach rickman you know he he pretty much handled the rest and just let me deal with the pitchers and the catchers um but i made a good relationship with them and and we had a very honest relationship so i would tell them you know it's not looking so good today or this was a great day or you know we need to work on this or do that or but it i did i had to remind myself that they are just young kids in high school i was there yeah one time too but the best coaches, in my opinion, the best coaches are the honest coaches. Yeah. So, I mean, that's where you're going to get the, you know, the most out of the kid and, and, uh, and yeah, again, you can't, you can't make them want to do it. They have, no. you got to have internal motivation. You're exactly if you right. don't have that, then there's no, no, nothing I pour into you can make you give me more yeah. if you don't want to. So you got to find that internal motivation and then go from there. Okay. Well, are, I, are you still teaching? Currently, I'm not. Okay. Um, since I was diagnosed. I gotcha. I have been out to do all of my treatment. Right. Okay. So um, hopefully whenever I finish all of my treatment and surgery mm-hmm. and all that good stuff, I'll go back. Gotcha. Where is the middle school? Like, where are they doing that now? Because they demoed it. Yeah. So right now, Pepperell Middle is 6th and 7th grade, and it is at the old McHenry School. Right. Okay. And the 8th graders is high are school at the now. high school, yeah. and they're rebuilding Pepperell Middle School. Um, and hopefully it should be opening. So is eighth grade considered high school now? 
I think so, yeah. That's really weird. It is yeah. strange. I'm, I'm to glad I got it. out of there before things got weird. Yeah. That's what they I did. do know they have like their like own hall and they kind right. of stay on. Yeah, they're like they're, separated yeah. from everybody else. Yeah. That's what they did at model this year. Yeah. So yeah. I think they're kinda I think the plan is to do it across the county. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um to move eight threaders up. But All right, we'll we'll, see. we're gonna fast forward just a little bit. Okay. Um so <clears throat> when 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 was it you you thought something may be wrong? So my son was born on July 26, 2018. Fast forward from there to um, April, and I had found a lump in my breast. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time, didn't have a primary care doctor because I don't get sick, don't go to the doctor. First, how old are you at this point? At this point, I'm 29. 29. 29 years old. Um, don't have a primary care doctor. If I'm ever sick, I just run to the urgent care. Yeah, you know. same here. Besides having kidney stones, and <laughs> right, when I was pregnant, <laughs> when I was pregnant, going to get checkups for Emmett, never really went to the doctor. Just down some Nyquil and, and yeah, we're yeah, good yeah. To go. just yeah. sleep a few days, you're good to go. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I went back to my OBGYN because I had found a lump in my breast. Went because I was 29 and I was nine months postpartum. She felt that the lump was just a cyst. Um, which is common in women at at that age. Um, also common for women who are postpartum with their hormones are chilling back out after having a baby um, and all that good stuff. So a cyst would just be harmless? Uh, yeah, most cysts are just harmless. They're not cancerous. Um, they can be painful and they can be taken out, but they're not cancerous. Okay. And so my aunt and my mom actually have fibroid cyst disorder which is where women develop cysts in their breast but it's not cancer nothing to worry about kind of thing right gotcha. um but i do have a strong family history of breast cancer my aunt was diagnosed at 45 my cousin was diagnosed at 34 um she was actually the first rapid diagnosis at the floyd breast center um mm-hmm. kelly McKelvey. okay um so was that so, heter- hereditary well at this point, they tell me, no, don't worry about it. Come back if it continues to bother you. So I say, okay. I leave there, track on, finish the school year. We go to the beach with Brett's family. And then um, our family went to Colorado for vacation. At this point, Emmett is 11 months old. And he is in that wallowing phase where he can't really walk, doesn't want to crawl. Doesn't want to be held, you know. So, yes, just constant, constant, constant. And he hit me one day, and I told Brett, I remember vividly looking at Brett and saying, if he hits me one more time in my boob, I'm going to throw him across this room (laughs) because it had gotten so painful. Yeah. So, when I got back home, I did a self breast exam and I found a second lump. So, at that point, I told Brett, I said, I'm not going back to that daughter. Um, I said, I'm going to just find somewhere else to go. So I reached out to my cousin Kelly and I asked her, do you have to have a referral to go to the breast center at Floyd? I did, like I said, don't go to the doctor. Sure. Didn't know how that worked. She said, no, you can just call and make an appointment. So I called, made my appointment with them, um, told them what was going on. They got me in the next morning at 830. Came in, did a First, I did a family history. Um, the doctor, has, it was a nurse practitioner, LaDonna, um, hadn't even touched me at this point. And she said, you're at like an 80% risk of developing breast cancer in your lifetime. 
based off of your family history. Really? I said, okay. So she does a breast exam. Does my right breast. Everything feels great. Gets to my left breast, and she says, I don't like what I feel. You're going for a mammogram. Well, at this point, I'm 30. And I was like, okay. So we go do the mammogram. And then the mammogram girl comes back in and says, they want you to have an ultrasound. Well, at this point, I knew. I just had an internal feeling. So I lost it, crying, you know. Luckily, the mammogram tech and the ultrasound tech were sisters. So they babied me. I mean, they took me under their wing that day. I was by myself, had not told a single person I was going to the doctor. They called my Aunt Robin yep. and told her um, to please come next door because at this point, high voltage was across the street so she could get there. She called my mom and Brett, you know, and said they were all there by the time it was done. But I had a mammogram, ultrasound, two biopsies, and then another mammogram. I was there for like four hours, and they told us, come back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. So the next day at 3 o'clock, we go, walk in, sit down, and the nurse practitioner comes in and says... You have breast cancer. Um, after that, I don't really remember much of that appointment. I remember asking her, would I see my son graduate? And I remember her looking me dead in my eyes and say, absolutely, breast cancer is not a death sentence. You can fight this. You can overcome this. But you are stage three, so your treatment is going to be very aggressive. Yeah, um, You're looking at chemotherapy, radiation, and more than likely a double mastectomy. Everything after that is a blur to me. Couldn't really tell you. My mom was there. Kelly was there. And Brett was there. Um, Kelly's asking all the questions because she's been been there. um, Set me up with her oncologist, who is now my oncologist, her surgeon, who put my port in. um, Got all those details worked out. And I basically went home and I laid in the bed for three days. Cried. Couldn't tell you where my kid was. Couldn't tell you where anything was. All I did was lay in the bed and cry. And um, didn't want nobody around me. Just leave me alone. You know. Kelly reached out to me and told me, absolutely take your time. But you need to set a time frame. And once that's done, put your big girl panties on and it's time to deal with it. You know, we're not just going to sit here and wallow. You've got a one-year-old. Yeah. Because this is two weeks before Emmett's first birthday. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So after I gave myself those three days and then after that, I just decided I was not going to be the victim that I was going to do what I had to do. And um, one of the big things that I think changed for me was I changed my prayer from why me to use me. And I can't tell you the amount of peace that I found just by doing that. And um, just decided from there that it would be my goal to not only beat the cancer, but to educate and advocate for as many women as I possibly could throughout my journey. So, that's kind of how it all started. I think that even I think there's just so much unknown, especially with 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 younger females. Right. It's 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 such a. Well, I think that younger people just think it can't think, happen. Yeah, to me. you're gonna live forever. You yeah, don't think about things like that. Yeah. No, I think older people think that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's not. That's it's not, not going to happen to me. Yeah, I, I mean, I had everything going for me. I had a precious little boy that was about to be one. Who loves mashed Wait, potatoes? Who, by yeah, the way, who loves mashed potatoes? <laughs> I do too. Um, <laughs> I, I, I do too. No, I had a great 13 year old son yeah. who was a perfect student, perfect older brother. Couldn't ask more from him. I have a fiance. I had my mom. You know, I had literally everything going for me um that i possibly could like there's no way this is going to affect me but 
It did. It didn't discriminate. And so the thing about breast cancer is typically breast cancer is hormonal. So when they test your biopsies, they're looking at um, your HER2, I can't say this word, progestogen and (laughs) estrogen. Okay. Usually some of those are positive. It might be some positive, some negative, whatever. Those are the people who can take the oral chemo that you hear about. People will do, you know, surgery, oral chemo. They don't lose their hair, that kind of thing. And how does that, how does uh, oral chemo take place? Well, this type of cancer is hormone driven. Mm-hmm. So if you take the oral chemo, it's just like a pill. Right. You just take it and it kind of keeps those hormones balanced and gotcha. then checked and keeps them from overdriving to create the cancer. Mm-hmm. My type of cancer was triple negative, so it was not hormone-fed. Okay. So the thing about triple negative cancer is it is typically more aggressive. It is typically has a higher recurrence rate, and it typically affects younger women. Okay. Um, so, so when they said they were going to do an aggressive fight on it, mm-hmm. so did that mean more days or more medicine? Um. Both. Or so, I, I guess explain that. Yeah. So when I initially went to, I'm trying to think who I went to first, the surgeon. Went to my surgeon first, walked in, and I had in my head I was going to have surgery, chemo, radiation, just because I thought that was the process. Mm-hmm. We walk in to see him, and he says, no, you're having chemo, surgery, radiation. And so, um, it, it kind of took me aback because I was like, why do I need chemo first? You know, and I was getting the strongest doses of the chemo, 16 treatments, 20 weeks worth, um, a lot. 20 weeks is a long time. Yeah. Um, and so he tells us that and he says, the reason is I had two large tumors that are considered grade three. You know, we want to see how much we can get them to shrink before we do surgery. You mm-hmm. will have a better outcome if that's what we do. Makes so I sense. said, great. So then I want to say it was like two, three days later, the oncologist had a cancellation. So they were able to work me in faster. So we go meet her. And um, I love my surgeon, Dr. Mayfield, and my oncologist, Dr. Dillman. Um, she says there is a trial through the American Cancer Society where we can add a new chemo drug to your regimen. You won't know if you're getting it or if you're getting the placebo. But the evidence is showing that it is helping lower the chance of recurrence in patients. The only thing is you have to have surgery first. So after I had in my head I was going to do surgery, chemo, radiation. Then I went to the surgeon, and he said, no, you're doing chemo, surgery, radiation. Now I'm back at the oncologist, and she says, in order to do this trial, you need to do surgery, chemo, radiation. So it was like a whirlwind in seven days. But you had a decision to make. So I had a decision to make and asked her what she would do. And she said, if it was me, I would do the trial. And I said, okay. So... Had my mindset on that. Well, she calls me that afternoon. And in in Rome, they do a Friday um, roundtable meeting where they have oncologists and surgeons and different people um, from around here um, that meet over cases and they discuss them and they, as a team, decide what is going to be best for this patient. 
So Dr. Mayfield ended up calling me after the Friday round. I knew they were going to talk about me there. Um, And he called me after and he said, we really just feel like the chemo first is going to be your best option in getting all of this and being done. And uh, his wife was going through was going through breast cancer at the same time. And I said, "What would you do if your wife was in my situation?" And he said, "I would tell her the exact same thing I'm telling you." So I said, "Okay." So I decided then I would start chemo first, then do surgery, then do radiation. So we planned to have my I have a metaport. We had it put in on August sixth. I started chemo August eighth. I met with Doctor Dillman. The week after my first chemo to see how it went, see how sick it made me, um, if we needed to kind of tone it down, you know, what did we need to do to right. kind of alternate it. And she had reached out to the drug company um, and kind of told them my situation, and they offered me the drug anyways. So oh, nice. I ended up getting okay the extra drug Anyways, anyway, um, yeah. yeah. So everybody's so it, body reacts different to the chemo, right? right? Everybody works out uh, differently. It can totally shrink it. Yeah. Sometimes, unfortunately, it can make the tumors grow. So there's not just um, one way. There's not one cure-all. It's right. everybody's body's different. Everybody's different in and how you're going to handle it. Now, right. as far as chemo goes, I was very fortunate. I never got sick. Really? Um, I was about to ask how just yeah, I never got was. sick. Um, I was extremely tired, like could not walk from our bedroom to the couch sometimes. Um, but thankfully, our village stepped in and yeah. stepped yeah. up and helped with the boys and, you know, doing all of that kind of stuff. Right. And and I was, and then just, just knowing you guys, uh, you know, personally, you yeah. know, Emmett is a... You know, he is a wild He's Indian. Tarzan. He is. He's Tarzan. Yeah. He's like raised by wolves. We so, really don't know where he came from. <laughs> He's awesome. But he yeah, um, but I can, I can imagine, uh, I know, you know, anybody that's had children at that age, you know, they, they take a lot out of you just oh, because yeah. they're a constant need, you know? Yeah. And so, so it's, it's and good. He, so when I would have chemo, um, I started out my every other week chemos were called red devils. Um, and it's literally called that because it's red when they push it in you, and it typically mm. makes you very sick. It's very potent. Um, Brett and I couldn't even use the same bathroom for up to 48 hours after I had treatment. Oh, wow. Um, our dog couldn't go in that bathroom in case he were to drink out of the toilet. Because it's just it so could, potent. It's just oh, so potent. Wow. Man. Um, and what exactly is chemo? Like, what 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 is the treatment? What's the process that takes place? So, when I had my chemo for Red Devils, I would right. go in... They would hook me up. We'd go in the treatment room. I would always get a bag of, um, like, fluids, you know. Right. Um, and then I would get Benadryl, and I would get something for nausea. Um, and I also had pills that I had to take before I came. Mm-hmm. And basically what that did is knocks you out gotcha. so that you don't get sick. So it goes in through an IV? Um, well, I have a port. Okay. Right here. Gotcha. It's got the three okay. little buttons. Yeah, I see that. Right there. Okay. And so they stick the pour in there, okay. and that way they don't have to stick an IV each time. Right. Gotcha. Um, so they just stick it right here, and they hook you up to a bag, and they just... You just chill out for a little while. You just chill. Man. So my first few chemos were like six hours. Holy cow. Um, so we would go to Chick-fil-A, and then we would go there, and I would have my chemo, and then I would go home and sleep for about three days. Yeah. You um, were awake during that whole six hours? No, I'd right. go to sleep. No, yeah. yeah. They'd give me a warm blanket and a bottle of water, and right. I was asleep. Yeah. Um, so you never got sick, you just got tired. I never got sick, I got very tired. Most people, rare, right? Yeah, most that's people ideal. get really, really sick during the Red Devil. 
Um, there was another lady that was going through treatment at the same time I was, and she had a terrible, terrible time. Like, yeah. I would feel bad having to look at her because yeah. she was so sick, and I everybody just reacts differently. Right, right. Um, but I never got sick. So then after my four Red Devils, I started weekly chemotherapy, and we swapped to Mondays. And the, four, um, the Red Devils are like, like really potent, right? They're really like potent. They're the worst. That's what you start off with? Yeah, that's what you start off really? with. Or that's what I started off okay. with. Okay. That's weird because um, usually when you're coming into something, you, you go small and then, and then yeah. you go higher. But. Well, I think they do that because your immune system is at its highest at that point because right. each yeah. one you do, it just knocks you down. Yeah, yeah. So then I started my weekly um, chemotherapies and it was Taxol. And then every third treatment, I had Carboplatin, which is the other drug added in. So those were only like three and a half, four hours. And they that's the new bad. stuff? That, that was the okay. new stuff, yeah. And they, I didn't get sick from them either. I just got really tired. Right. Um, and then as I rocked on with those, it can make your white counts kind of drop, your white blood counts. Right. And it did that to me. Um, so there was twice that I wasn't able to get, get treatment that week. Mm. And I had to get shots that helped uh, my bone marrow produce more ripe, white blood cells right. and then um, come back the next week Man, and get treatment. So many pieces to the puzzle. There he is. Lots of drives to Rome. Yeah. How much, um, how much education, how much education is out there for, you know, somebody that goes through this? I mean, is it, is it like pulling teeth to find you? It, it's probably the people that you, actually get connected to that help you through this process well at the cancer center here at harvin they're fantastic okay um when you start after you're diagnosed and you have your plan in place you have an education day and you go in and you meet with the financial counselor you meet with a social worker and you meet with one of your nurses so how they have it set up at harvin cancer center is you're either on team a or team b so I had these three wonderful angel nurses my entire time. Even now with my infusion, I only have those three nurses. So they get to know me. They get to know your family. Um, and so they're honestly there for you yeah. every single week. So they they get to know you pretty well, yeah. and you get to know them pretty well. Right. Um, the social worker there is fantastic. She comes in and checks on you and makes sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. The financial lady, she helps you with um, getting grants or credits or you know getting the drugs for free for you, it, whatever your insurance doesn't pay, that kind of stuff. So they've been fantastic over there. I think it's pretty great that they keep the same group of people around you the entire time right. instead of instead of shuffling in different faces and yeah. having to read. Now, there may be an occasional where great. they have a, you know, somebody has to sub in or yeah. you have to go sit. Like, I've had to go sit on the B-team side before because they were overflowed on the A-team side. But I'm an easy day. I'm a, I'm an easy stick. They know I'm not going to have a reaction. They know... I'm just going to sit there and get my stuff and be mm-hmm. done. So I totally understand that versus somebody who needs to be watched, sure. you know, may get sick, may need some extra assistance, whatever. So people actually get sick during. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. That's not good at all. Yeah. People get sick during. A lot of, are most you, people that. Are you pretty that, much like immobilized when, when you're. No. no. Um, it's, it's basically like a big room yeah. with recliners. And separators in it, and then you're just in your recliner. I got gotcha. you. Um, but there are, like, bathrooms and stuff back mm-hmm. there, so if you can get sick, you can go back there. But most people who are actually getting their infusions are asleep. 
Oh, okay. Um, they typically give you Benadryl and something for nausea. Yeah. So I pretty much slept always through mine. Well, um, I guess in, in the next question I got for you is, is, is where you're at right now you're with everything. So I finished up my last chemo on January 11th of 2020. It was two weeks later than we originally thought, but I had to be pushed back two different times because of my white blood counts. Um, and so I finished all four rounds of Red Devil and then 12 rounds of Taxol Carboplatin. In that time, my oncologist also found an immunotherapy called Keytruda, where a study had been done in Europe that showed the Keytruda immunotherapy also helps with recurrence and asked if I was interested in it. Which, of course, I said yes. My insurance instantly approved it. So, also, when I was getting my carboplatin every three weeks, I started getting Keytruda every three weeks as well. And what is that? It's an immunotherapy. Okay. So... It's easier, it's easier on your body than chemotherapy. Yeah. And what it does is it trains your cells to fight the cancer. Gotcha. Instead of the chemo being basically a poison being mm-hmm. put in you mm-hmm. to fight it, this is training your cells to attack a cancer cell. It's just okay. like reprogramming them, Kinda. so to say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I still do that every three weeks, and okay. I'll do that through the remainder of this year. Um, and, and no side effects from that? You feel feel pretty good I after that? I feel pretty or? good. I, I'm tired, and I have some joint pain yeah. from it, but that's common. Um, but I'm not sick. And you're so. still like yeah, you're still hooked important. up on your on your port thing yep. there? Yeah, okay. they do it through my port every three weeks. Right. Um, and some people choose not to get a port and get an IV every oh, no time. no way I would do the port. Uh, You'd be all bruised yeah. up. Yeah, but no. I do the port. It's easy. It doesn't hurt. They spray it with this cold stuff right. and stick the little needle in. Mm-hmm. I don't feel anything. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to get stuck no every way. three it's weeks. Like it leaves a nasty it's scar or anything. It, no, I have like a tiny little scar, right. and then once I've been cancer free five years, I'll have my port removed. Right. Um, yeah. Some people go ahead and do it as soon as they're done, but mm-hmm. I just feel just like to be safe. why not keep sure. it just yeah. in case yeah. instead of having to go through that surgery safe again. Safe and sorry. So, finished chemo January 11th, had my bilateral mastectomy and uh, immediate radia- uh, radiation reconstruction February 10th okay. at Piedmont Hospital. Stayed there for two days, came home. Had a great recovery. Um, I I did have to do radiation. I did 28 rounds of radiation here back Goodness. at the cancer center. Um, and finished that in May-ish, mm-hmm. end of middle May. Um, and then had my first scan since my original scans. And um, as of June 5th, I was cancer-free. Awesome. Um, but still continuing my Keytruda. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, prefer preventative measures, yes, right? Yes, yeah. it's called maintenance. Okay, mm-hmm. I got you. Um, so continuing with that, started having my tissue expansions done in June. And right now I'm just continuing my Keytruda, and I will have my tissue expanders taken out and my implants put in November 18th. Awesome. Gotcha. Well, I'll tell you, I was, there is uh, a lot at the end of the time. I was, <laughs> I was so, I was so aggravated because, uh, I was supposed to be there the day you got to ring the bell. 
And uh, I had an adjuster meet, and the guy had called at the last minute, and I had to yeah. go. And Robin's like, "Where's the hospital? Can you? I mean, where's the cancer center?" And I was like, "Damn it, I can't, I can't come." I, I was like, "I've got to go." had like I was on the other side of town. People showed up yeah. to see me ring it the was bell. So great. Um, they were like, "What?" what? Like they had no protocol on what to do <laughs> right, um, right. to go back there, but it was it was really cool to get to do that and have all my friends and family and several of my coworkers from payroll were able to sneak away and. Yeah. Um, come watch me so that was pretty cool i could i could only think about if uh if we were dealing with the covid virus and you got to ring the bell i think they probably would have had to call a swat team to drag oh, the people that, away. yeah i don't they know would what have they stormed the building i don't yeah. know what they there's done. no way it would have. or if all this was going on last year you know they're real strict about visitors and stuff and you know i didn't go to an appointment without my mama no, my mama did not that's right. <laughs> miss anything no. and so um i don't know i'd like to see somebody tell who was no. gonna tell her she couldn't nobody come, gonna but it wasn't her. gonna be me no nobody you know spe- work. speaking of covid if you happen to go to new panda express in rome you better bring your mask or oh, you're yeah. gonna be sent to the drive through and or home yeah we got kicked out of panda <laughs> express today because we wouldn't wear a mask yeah and, yeah so yeah Lord. rome georgia and the worst yeah. part was is we were literally in line like picking our yeah, food about to pick our food yeah yeah like they were gonna make a sale gonna make some money no send us home i'll just go to calhoun that's so, right or bluefin so yeah, right. i don't yeah, know i'm so. not that i'm not that butthurt about it i'll still go to panda express and i'll well, bring my mask just don't tell me about it <laughs> just not today yeah just don't tell not me today. about it um you should wear our three rivers roofing mask in there when you go in that's there. right yeah and then throw it at the manager and no, i'm just kidding don't really do that <laughs> we're really nice people don't do that sometimes so let there me went the panda express we are not yeah. pumping Panda Express. Sorry. Sorry. You can't even, there's not enough orange chicken, free orange chicken on the thing to uh, make me change my mind no about it. No sponsorship there. Okay. Uh, it's, it's okay. It's all right. <laughs> let me, let me ask you, I want to know about Lacey's Law. Tell okay. me how that all came about. So Lacey's Law started um, because after I was diagnosed, I was really, really, really angry at the first doctor I went to in April. Yes. Um, for, I felt like she just kind of brushed me off because of my age and didn't take me seriously, even though I had a family history. And the thing about triple negative breast cancer is it doubles in size in 60 days. So had, I mean, this is a lot of what ifs and you can't live your life on what ifs, but had she sent me that day, I could have been stage one, stage two versus yeah. stage three, almost stage four. Which is... Which treatment plans, you know, everything's totally different. It's life-changing. So I had a lot of anger about that. Yeah. Um, And a good friend of mine is Trey Kelly, who's our, happens to be our state representative. And I ran into him um, at Zorba's. We were picking up food or paying or something. And he was in there and, um, you know, he let me know he and Amy were praying for me. And if they could do anything, let me know. And I said, there is something you can do for me, but I'll call you later, you know. So a few days went by, and I called Trey, and I said, this is what you can do. You can help me. I don't know what we can do about it, but the age at this time to be able to get a mammogram, if you're considered high risk, which I was, was 35. I said, we need to get that lowered. He said, okay, let me work on it. So I got him set up with meetings with the nurse practitioner that told me I had cancer, my oncologist, um, and I think he met with another nurse practitioner in Rome, um, at the, at the cancer center. And he met with some of the, um, women in the house who are also doctors, um, or legislators or that type of thing for women's health care mm-hmm. and found that there was a need 
for that to be lowered. So Trey went to work um, as far as doing the hard work, um, writing the writing the bill out, making sure that the legislative end of it was going to hold up and how all that goes way above my head. You know, he would call and ask me, hey, what do you think about this? Or how do you feel about this? Or do you think this would have made a difference? Or, you know, whatever. And we would have conversations and then he'd go to work again. And um, in December last year, he let me know that it was done. It had passed committee and that it was going to go on the floor in January. Um, So when they went back in session this January, we actually got to go in March and um, watch it be presented to the House floor, and it was unanimously voted through. Yeah, um, which was awesome experience was awesome. to get to go awesome. and do that. Um, but then COVID hit, mm-hmm. and yeah. everything kind of shut down. Um, that you know their session got suspended, so we didn't really know what was going to happen as far as when they came back in session if they were only going to vote on like budget stuff or if they were going to actually take bills and vote on them, that kind of thing. And um, Trey worked his magic and got it to go in front of the Senate. And we didn't get to go because of COVID. Um, But it passed the Senate unanimously as well. So we got to watch that live stream kind of thing. Um, So that was really, really cool. And then Governor Kemp actually signed it into law on August 5th. And we, me and my mom and Brett, got to go to the Capitol and see him sign it. That's great. That's cool. So it was really cool. So basically what Lacey's Law does is anybody that's on the state health benefit plan, so that means teachers, um, health department workers, um, whoever worked, defects workers, probation officers, anybody that's on the state health benefit plan, now if you are considered high risk can get a mammogram at 30. And that goes into effect January 1st. Um, Once we get two years of data that shows this has been able to detect breast cancer earlier in women, we will be able to open it up to all insurances. That will be great. Um, But it was just easier – and that's a huge start. Yeah. To, you got to start somewhere. Because yeah. at first I was like, no, I'm not doing this and only offering it to, you know, select people. And Trey had to explain it to me and say, no, you have to, we got to start small. Yeah. You know, a small step makes big changes. So it. And hands down, it should be that way nationwide. I mean, oh, for yeah. every, every female. So hopefully, you know, it'll, it'll show the data that it needs to. I think and, it will. And they have to report it back to the, to the committee. Um, and so they'll be the ones keeping up with it and hopefully it'll be done and in two years we'll be able to open it up to everybody yeah. because I mean early detection saves lives. Yes, but it does. The difference in having stage one cancer compared to my two tumors that were seven centimeters and ten centimeters are tremendously different. Right. You know, so um hopefully it'll it'll help somebody. Yeah. If it I helps it, somebody then it's no, worth it. Saves it. One life. Yeah. Oh, if it yeah. saves one life, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, but absolutely. the cool thing, this is cool, not cool, cool. Um, so my mom's friend was diagnosed with breast cancer a few weeks after the law was passed, or Governor Kemp signed the law. Well, her daughter works for George Highlands, which is a state health benefit plan. Mm-hmm. She will be turning thirty in the spring, so she will actually get to have her mammogram. Good. 
at 30. Uh-huh. And it's not necessarily just a mammogram. If your doctor decides that it needs to be an ultrasound or an MRI or something else, any of those are fine. Um, but it's just any test that your doctor determines because sometimes women's breasts that are younger, uh, mammograms not the best way to do right. it. Um, but it just opened it up to mm-hmm. be able to even do that for younger women because mine, you know, they said, well, you need a uh, ultras, I mean, a mammogram, but if it's not cancerous, you'll have to pay for it. Or what are you going to say? Yeah. Okay. Well, never yeah. mind. Yeah. You right. know, like, right. well, you know, and here's put the, me on a payment plan, well, I guess. Here, here's like, the thing. I think that that may deter, uh, deter some women, uh, um, that, that are not able to do it. Uh, if they have to come out of pocket for it, they're not going to do it, you know? Like, well, and, because uh, the chances of them actually having, Breast cancer at that age is low anyway. Is there, yes. So they're, why they're, pay they're for playing that? the odds. That's right. Yeah. Which yeah, one sometimes is not going to play in their favor. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But I mean, like that day, I mean, they weren't angry. I mean, they weren't rude to me about it. It was just a matter of fact. Your insurance yeah. isn't going to cover it unless it turns out to be cancer. Well, that's fine. Do what you got to do. Yeah. Because yeah. I need to know. Right. You know. Just for my peace of mind, I need to know. Safe than sorry. Yeah. 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 Hopefully, I have to pay for it. Yeah. I mean, if you come and tell me I have a $3,500 bill, that's much better than right. the hundreds of thousands of dollars right. my chemo, right. <laughs> you know, just right. was. So, right. but yeah. So that's how Lacey's all started. That's so awesome. I'm, I'm proud of you for that, yeah. for sure. It's House Bill 1125. Um, go look it up. Let me ask you, uh, during this whole process, and I know. Uh, you were talking about the village, uh, the village. Yeah, we have um, a big one. Man, I know, I can't even, I mean, I know a lot of your people. So, you do know, you know, so, maybe uh, too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, uh, who, who are the, ma- not the main, because I can't really put it that way. I mean, every, every single person is important. Can you kind of go into your support group and the things that people, oh, yeah. where, we, where we're at? Well, what, hands down, my mom. Yeah. Um, she's done for me before I even think about needing it done. When I would have chemo, after chemo, I would have three of the big bottles of smart water by my bed with, this needs to be drank by the time I get home at five o'clock. And if it's not, I'm 30 <laughs> years old trail, you know, but yeah. that's how it was. <laughs> I would have chemo and she, Emmett would spend the night with her. Usually two nights, sometimes three nights, depending on um, how I felt. Now, I also live about, what, 30 yards? Yeah. From door to door. So it wasn't like he was going across, you know, the county to go stay anywhere. Um, so hands down her. Brett has been amazing. He's um, helped get the boys to and from. Um, there's literally been some days where I can't even get up and down our steps. Um or I just need a nap, or I just need them to be away from me, right. you know, for right. a minute. Yeah. So he always will get the boys. My cousin Holly, she's an ER nurse, so anything I've had going on, drains, I need a bath, I need you to come give me this medicine, what can I do for this? She's an ER nurse, so she's like my personal ER nurse. You know, She just yeah. does whatever I yeah. need. Drives me to appointments. Um, Brett's family helps with Emmett. My Aunt Karen, um, she's retired, and so she keeps Emmett 90% of the time if I don't have him. Um, And her sister, Melissa, helps too. Um, They would keep him. They would come give him a bath, you know, just because I couldn't bend over in the bathtub to give him a bath. Um, Or he would spend the night, you know, do whatever. Um, Just, I mean, whatever we needed. I, I never had to worry about my kids 
going without because somebody was going to make sure they had it. Robin and Jeff would get Braden um, to go with Owen, you know, to yeah. go do whatever they were doing or, um, you know, however, whatever them boys do. I don't I try to say that. <laughs> um, whatever they do. Um, Brett's sister, Tori, she, you know, my hair was super long, like mm-hmm. halfway down my back. And I told her we're cutting it off. And she's like, okay, she's a hairdresser. I'm like, I'm coming at 12. You know, she's like, okay. So we come, cut it off. The next week, I call her, we're cutting it off again. Okay, be here at this. And then she's like, you want to dye it pink? So we dyed my hair like hot pink. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, then I had a head shaving party. Mm-hmm. Tori came, shaved my head. Um, but we left it kind of like a buzz cut, I guess is mm-hmm. what you call it. Um, but then the morning I woke up and my hair was coming out, I called Tori and I was like, it's got to go. And so I came up there. And she, like, straight shaved my head. You know, anything that I needed regarding my hair in those first month and a half, Tori, absolutely, 100%, all I had to do was call and be like, we're doing this today. Mm-hmm. And she never questioned me. Okay, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do, you know. <laughs> She's the one that put together that booby Bazaar that we had last year. That was the fundraiser for yeah. breast cancer awareness. And um, she's been great. Brett's mom and dad and sister's um, brother and his wife, they all helped so much with all of that and getting all of that going and that took a lot of work in a short amount of time so yeah our families and our friends my yeah. friend jolie she would show up um just to give him a bath or just hang out for a little while my friend christy that i met um through cancer she was diagnosed after me so she and i linked up and have actually became really good friends now she would take me to chemo um, cause she had her bilateral mastectomy. So she was out of work. So she would take me to chemo. So mom didn't have to take off work mm-hmm. to go. Um, or Holly would take me, Brett would take me, you know, whoever would go. Um, I slept on everybody. So yeah. it was whatever. My friend, Rebecca, um, Miss Crimes yeah. that I talked with, yeah. um, she sent me a card every week. Um, she is hands down one of my is, favorite teachers um, ever. Like she, she was the best. She always was making sure I had what I needed. If I even said I might need this, I saw this really cool thing on Amazon cause I love to read, mm-hmm. but I was having a hard time holding my book up after my surgery so she ordered me this really cool thing that i could prop my book up on (laughs) you know and she was like have you got a package to your house yet so rebecca's (laughs) hands down you know she's been everything andrew did you have miss crimes was you on the other team or was you did you have her man i know the name i'm ashamed but that was a long time ago yeah we it was our it was her first year teaching i believe and we were in the seventh grade man i wish i could put a face to it she was she um she was kind of one of my mentor teachers when i started at peril i I think i did because i know the name she retired what did she teach uh, social social studies. studies even when we were there yeah yeah um and then I roped her into doing my maternity leave, which was math. So she was not a fan <laughs> no. of me for those six weeks that she did my maternity leave. But she has came and picked me up and took me and, you know, done whatever. And yeah. um, there's too many people to even name. Miss Crimes mean, is one of my favorites for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tyler. She, you can't I, beat her. When Tyler's like, I had Miss Crimes. I was like, no way. It's like, she, she's awesome. <laughs> now yeah. I'm going to break out yeah. my yearbook when yeah. this is yeah, over. Yeah, you'll have sure. to. I will. Because <laughs> I know the name. Miss Crimes, yeah. if you're listening yeah. to this, uh, just remember, 
Andrew Maddox. Well, you have to yeah, remember Miss Brown. I'm having don't, lunch with her Wednesday, so maybe she'll tell Andrew me Maddox. some stories. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was actually pretty good at we were, school. I was good. I, I was, I was I always good. I didn't become an idiot until yeah, after high school. True. <laughs> me here. Same here. I, I was. My dad would murder me. I was uh, a good student until high school. I don't know what happened. I, yeah. That's a whole other podcast. We're not going to talk about that. So, um, I know I had her. Sorry, Miss Grimes. I've. I apologize. But it's been a long time. I'm on, I'm almost 37 years old, so what? it's been a while. Huh? What? What? 37? 47. What? Okay, all right. That's just, <laughs> uh, I was like, man, I was like, man, Andy, happened? you're not that bad off, are you? It's 47. <laughs> so um, there's one that one new company that popped up, one new business that popped up, you know, and I get my hair cut over Cindy Stancil. Taylor oh yeah, cuts Salon my hair. 1017. Uh, Salon ten seventeen. Mm-hmm. She they started wig chicks. Her yeah. and that's uh, where I had my um, head shaving party. Yes, her partner is Cindy Gillstrap. Mm-hmm. So they, those two ladies got together and started this. I mean, it, it is it is a it is a much needed business. It is. Uh, it is a it, it's such a big help to a lot of different people going it through is. a lot of hard things. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, I know we came to your head shaving party. Mm-hmm. Uh, and bought me several head wraps. Oh, well, it's so, <laughs> it's the least we could do. So, uh, do you advise, or, or how to you, would someone that's diagnosed and they're going through this hard treatment, would you advise them to do what you did, take the hair off in stages and then shave it? Or, or is, is it less traumatic when you have a head full of hair and it just, it, you start finding clumps of it? In there? I think personally, I for think you? it's a very personal decision. Yeah. And I think personally for me, it was easier to do that. Okay. And also, I wanted to do it so that Emmett didn't see me with long hair and then the next day yes. wake up and me be bald so and him yeah. flip out. Yeah. So we just had fun with it, which, you know, I partied my way all through. We had a bra burning party. We yeah. had a head shaving <laughs> party. Um, we did whatever kind of parties we could come up with. Yeah. You know, we were doing. Just um, making the most of just it. Just making the most of yeah. it. I mean, at the end of the day, I could be mad at the world and just go and be sullen about it, but I still had cancer. Yeah. So why not just make the the best of it while we had the opportunity the ladies at the wig chicks approached me um i, I linked up with them somehow i don't remember how now and they had just they hadn't even technically opened yeah, yet and they said new. would you be interested we were thought about doing a head shaving party would you be interested and i was like heck yeah i would be interested <laughs> you know and so they had the whole thing set up i mean y'all were there it was so cute yeah. they had little cupcakes and drinks yeah. and um everything had me a little boa and a tiara to wear and it was just really fun and we actually let everybody at my party shave a little bit of my head yeah, um, brayden got to do the first big thing um and i was scared he was gonna get my ear <laughs> <laughs> i held my ear when he did it um and then tori did at the end she finished, um, it, she finished it up it to make sure i didn't out, look too. it was crazy. so many people there yeah, it was um, but yeah, they're amazing. They helped me get my head wraps. They helped me get my wig. Um, so most people probably never saw me in a wig at the time of my cancer diagnosis. My grandmother had had another stroke and had to go into the nursing mm-hmm. home and we never told her I had cancer. Mm-hmm. So I wore a hat as long as I could until one day she was like, where's your hair? Mm-hmm. And I just kind of ignored her and left. And so I was like, I gotta get a wig. So they helped me pick out the perfect wig, yeah. and the only time I ever wore it was to go see my mom and mm-hmm. to Blake's wedding, mm-hmm. because I didn't want all of his wedding pictures to have me with this shiny bald head. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I wore the wig long enough um, 
to do pictures, and then I took it off. I preferred going bald. I really didn't wear head wraps or anything mm-hmm. um, until it got really cold. Yeah, so outside. and I, I remember too. Emmett had got used to you being not having any hair. Yes, he hated the and wig. And then you put the wig on, and he just freaked out. Yeah, he like, hated <laughs> the wig. And I remember some videos uh, on Facebook where he y'all would put the wig on his head, and that yeah. was uh, the best. Yeah, he thought that was funny. <laughs> he did. But even now, like we'll show him pictures of me and Brett and Braden before him when I had long hair, mm-hmm. and you know, say who is this or who is that, and he'll say Dad, Dad, Bubba, and I'll say who is this, Mama, No. Because he doesn't know me with long hair. But he remembers me bald. Because I'll show him a picture of me bald. And I'll say, Is this mama? Yes. You know, that's mama. But with long hair, he's like, Mm -mm, No. I'm like, Brad, <laughs> <laughs> well, he had the best time watching his videos, watching him run around oh, doing his thing. And I, wild. we were talking about the mashed potatoes, and your mom, like, he loves Tootsie's mashed potatoes. Yeah, yeah. Tootsie's mashed potatoes. I think you would be safer pulling a ham bone away from a pit bull oh, yeah. than taking him and out of his high chair oh. when he's eating Tootsie's <laughs> potatoes. Oh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, like, I we've had to start cooking extra, which I mean. He weighs 40 pounds. He's like a linebacker yeah. in a two-year-old body. He's going to be big yeah. like his dad. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, but he, the mashed potatoes he just, and chicken and rice. Yeah. Those are his two. That's his go It's that's his, his staples. Go-tos. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, it's too funny. Good. Well, look, um, I I know you're super busy and you, you got a lot of stuff going on, but I, I really do appreciate you coming in and talking to us and telling your story. No, thank you for having me. And we want to try to get this out to as many people as we can because uh, the information that you shared with us is stuff that I never would have even, I mean, I wouldn't uh, know where to direct somebody or help somebody. or So you're, everything that you're, you're putting out there, like you said in the very beginning, you went from why me to use me. Mm-hmm. And I think you're doing an excellent job with it. And uh, we're in your corner, well, and we think you. you're tougher than a two dollar steak. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> and, you. And and we yeah. will, we we will help you any way we can. Absolutely. Uh, do kind of get this get this information out, or um, you and know. make people aware of yeah. Lucy's law. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just think the biggest thing is educate yourself, and don't just take what a doctor tells you for granted. Yeah. Right. I mean. I know they've been to school. I I know that we trust their opinions, but if something doesn't feel right for you mm-hmm. seek a second opinion yeah. ask questions um i don't google stuff just because that's a rabbit hole oh, that Lord. i can't oh, go terrible. down yeah. yeah um i would be on webmd and my cancer would be back in oh. my finger you yeah. know or yeah. something yeah. crazy yeah. um i've always believed you know your body yeah, yeah I, you know? I think you do too and i have a i struggle with um the chance of recurrence because i know my chance for recurrence is in three years. Well, right now I've, I've made it about a year and a half. Well, there's three ladies that I know who were diagnosed around the same time as me who have all three had recurrence. You know, we all finished this about the same time. So that's something that I struggle with, but I think it's a normal, healthy struggle. And it's something that don't be afraid to go and talk to somebody mm-hmm. about. I mean, it's normal. But you have to remind yourself you don't wake up every day worrying about a cancer diagnosis so i can't wake up every day Mm -hmm. worrying about is my cancer going to be back god has a plan for each and every one of us and his will will be done no matter what we decide we want to happen or not um so know your body ask questions don't be afraid to ask questions i found so many women that i talked to and they said well the doctor told me i needed you know to do a lumpectomy well do you want to do a lumpectomy no tell them that well they said that's what i need 
but is that what you want? It's your body. At yeah. the end of the day, it's your body and it's your decision. Um, I chose to go to Piedmont to have my surgery done. Nothing against Dr. Mayfield. I love him. When I went to tell him I was doing my surgery at Piedmont, I told him I felt like we were breaking up. Um, he told me we could still be friends. It <laughs> <Okay>. was fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at Piedmont, they just had an option to do a bilateral mastectomy with immediate reconstruction. And at 30 years old, that's what I wanted. Sure. So I educated myself on it, sought out the doctors, had consultations with them, and that's what I decided to do. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's your decision, it's your body, it's your health. You have to do what's best for you, right? no matter what that may be. Yeah, I think that's the best advice you can give anybody, for sure. Yeah, and not just cancer-related, I mean about anything. Right, yes. right. Breast Cancer Awareness Month um, is never meant so much to me than like right now like right now i really realize yeah. it just thank you that's because i'm your favorite teacher. it is, <laughs> it, is. it sure is hey and i'll and I'll thank you too for tyler had transferred from school he went to pepper we'd moved and he went to pepper and you kind of took him under your wing and I you did. took care of him he was and, my baby man i appreciate it i appreciate you taking care of him it means a lot to me so always always so um well, we're going to get to the fun part of oh, this. Uh, makes me nervous. Don't be nervous. I mean, everybody. You should if you be, can kick cancer's ass, you can handle it. Yeah. If you can you kick can cancer's ass. ass. I can you talk can, about cancer all day long. I don't handle, know what he might have on this random handle. piece of paper. You can, you handle, can handle. Lacey Landry. Oh, Landrum, that's not good. Are you ready? I'm ready. For 10 random questions. 10 random questions. All right, we're going to give you 10 random questions. Uh, you got a yes or no answer. You can go into detail. You have one mulligan. You can say no comment, but you only get one of those. Okay. okay. Use right. it wisely. Use it wisely. Uh, Lacey, if you had the world's ear for 30 seconds, what would you say to it? The world's ear. The world's ear. If you had the world's the attention. The world's listening. The world's listening to you. Be kind to each other. Yeah. I am so sick and tired of all these people always just wanting to fight and hate. Just be kind. Just be human. Just just be nice. That's it's hard. not that hard. It's just not be that nice. Um, where's somewhere you go that you don't mind waiting? The cancer center for my appointment. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. What is the stupidest thing you've ever done on a dare? I'm not really a dare kind of person. Nothing. I'm more of a truth. You ain't got Give nothing. me the truth. <laughs> you've never, nobody's ever dared you to do something that was, you later thought, man, that was stupid. What did I do that for? No, I was, I was a good kid. Okay. All right. All right. I'm say I was too one. scared of anyone in trail. Are you kidding? I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going ahead and say that she meant no comment. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you enjoy doing that others may seem odd to them? Something I enjoy doing that may be odd to others. I love going to the foot massage place over behind no, Chick-fil-A. That's awful. No, no it's Nobody's not touching awful. my Fritos. Yeah, I'm not keeping the Cheetos in the bag. I'm not yeah. taking oh, them out no. for anybody. I would go there literally every day of the week <laughs> and let them rub my feet. And Brittany would too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I get it. All right. Um, what do you think the best thing was before sliced bread? Or Slasberry, probably fried chicken. Fried chicken, okay. <laughs> fried chicken is so good. God, I love it. All right, one's got to go. Bama football, college softball, or Zorbas? Zorbas. 
Oh, no, not Zorba's. <laughs> I'm getting rid of Bama football, sorry. Well, I'm a Bama football fan. So. <laughs> sorry about all this disaster here. <laughs> yeah, that's not been a real good picture. Good picture for me. No. My brother would appreciate it, though. Yeah. He's a big Auburn fan. For everyone who We're all in the morning. Everyone who doesn't know, we're in Andy's Auburn man cave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, what are you freakishly bad at? What am I? <laughs> I'm actually a really bad athlete. What? That doesn't even make sense. I was a really good pitcher. Okay. okay? Pitcher is something you can finesse, it is something you can work on. If you needed me to go play somewhere else or go hit, the ball was going to find you. It probably wasn't going to be good. <laughs> really? I did not like ground balls. They no. scared me to death. I did not like playing first base, which is where they always try to put me because I'm tall. I was not about to dig that ball up out of the ground because it might hit me in my face. <laughs> and in the outfield, I'm slower than a turtle. So I would have never guessed you were going to say that. Yeah, I'm not really a good athlete. You're I was a just a good, good pitcher. You're a good pitcher. Yeah, oh. But I worked really hard at that and took lots of lessons. Well, it makes and sense. Your technique. My technique, yeah. yeah, something you can finesse. I love watching an athlete, not so much. I mean, I didn't mean it didn't make sense, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I got you. I love watching these videos now. They they're starting to put them out. These 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 girls, softball pitchers, are challenging these these boys that play football to hit off. Oh football. yeah, oh man, it's just making them look ridiculous. Oh, yeah. so Ava that. did that with some of the old men's baseball team last did year. Did she really? Yeah. Oh, and it, tell them a little bit about Ava, real um, quick. So Ava is one of our. Uh, best friends um, her parents and my parents have been best friends so I've been around since she was raised and um, she started out being our back girl for our softball team and just mm-hmm. kind of getting involved and she just um, she is an athlete yeah. <laughs> um, and she plays softball at Ole Miss she's, she's a, a beast yeah. Yeah, she's a she pitcher is. for Ole Miss that's awesome alright what is the last movie that you saw that scared the complete bejesus out of you mm, I'm not really into scary the, movies no The Purge yeah, that's too much. That's but too much but real I, life I think that face. that really scares me because I can see that happening. Yeah. Well, that's what it's kind of what's what going scary on. Is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that that's that's why it bothers me because I could one hundred percent see yeah. that going down. Okay. Those are the scariest movies. Yeah. What's your jam? What do you jam? listen to? What's your go to? What's your go to song? Or it's getting hot in here by Nelly. Okay, All right. <laughs> love some Nelly. <laughs> what about the man in the mirror? Oh, I do like that. Oh, I play well, that a lot in class. Oh, I couldn't play it hot in here in class. There's a little every bit morning, of story. You, every morning you, you we listen to the playlist. man. Yeah. That was your song. Yeah. Every morning. Yeah. We did so when I teach. After I did my little lesson, I would always turn on music because kids yeah. don't want to just listen to no, silence. They don't. But listening to the lights ring. Yeah. Oh, so so instead, I found a kid-friendly version uh, on Spotify. Yeah. And made just this huge playlist, and we would just. You know, jam out. Just yeah. shuffle, and most of the kids had no idea who anybody on there was. Tyler would usually know some of them, yeah. but most of the kids had no idea who any of them were, but um, Man in the Mirror was one of my go-tos. That was and the Billie first Jean. one. Billie yeah. Jean and Man. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, last question. Um, what is your favorite thing about being Emmett's mom? My favorite thing about being his mom. I just love that he's mine. At the end of the day, I can just, as much as he frustrates me and as much as he... Makes me question my sanity at times. <laughs> he's mine, and he's always going to be mine. And yeah. and there's just there's just the love there that you really don't get anywhere else than you do with with your own kids. Right. Um, but you know, I've been in Braden's life now for 
six years and I love Brayden like he's my own and he and I have a great relationship. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just different when it, when it's your child, mm-hmm. you know, and the looks he gives and I know they're mine. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. mom sent me a thing the other day that said, um, it's hard having to beat the you out of your child. And I thought <laughs> that is the truth. And he gets it double. He gets for me and Brett. Yeah. So, That's too funny. Bless his heart. All right. Well, I, again, I just want to thank you for your time. I, I, I it's some great information to get out there. Uh, uh, is there anything specific anywhere anybody can go to get any information? Is there any websites that you could give us so we could kind of put up? Yeah. So, um, you know, you can always go to AmericanCancerSociety.org. They have the, you know, the latest and greatest information out there. Um, locally in Rome, um, there is Cancer Navigators, which is through Floyd. Um, they will help you. Um, once you get diagnosed and then there's also a nonprofit called summit quest cancer support services and i'm actually on the board there okay um, and we do several different things um outdoor adventures or um you know acts of kindness helping cancer patients with whatever they may need when they're going through crisis um but both of those places, I would say the best place for you to start is with your social worker. No matter where you're getting treatment, you're going to have a social worker assigned to you. And don't be afraid to ask them for stuff. That's what they're there for. Um, if you if you need more information or, you know, you, you need, I don't know, food or, you, you know, anything like right, that, yeah. ask your social worker and they'll they'll make it happen for you. But Summit Quest Cancer Support Services, Cancer Navigators um, are two good local places that we have here in Rome that are okay. able to help. And the, for, bre- the Breast Center at Floyd, right. um, they're all angels up there. So anytime a woman has any issues, I would highly recommend going there. Okay. All right. And for our YouTube listeners, uh, links to all those places will be down in the description. Yeah, we'll get those links up. Absolutely. So, Lacey. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank Thanks you for hanging out with us. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Take care, everybody. Thank you all for listening, being here, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.